0: I thought I would give this topic uh, another go or at least add to what I had said before, primarily because of fairly lengthy discussions I've had with quite a few people since releasing the podcast and comments that I've also received um, from the podcast. I honestly still don't know where to begin with talking about who I am as a person. But uh, I suppose I'm just going to randomly dive in. Um, When the investigation started and when my name was made more public, questions started posing in my mind, wondering what people are going to assume of me because I had known the Krugersdorf killers, or at least the majority of them. Now, for the people who know me and have known me for at least lengthy periods of my life, they definitely were not and are not phased at all about the person I am. But the questions that were somewhat hounding my mind were what the public uh, would think of me, the people that I would meet, basically. You know, what would they assume of me? They don't know who I am as a person. What are their, their first thoughts? Um, now, uh, it did make me a bit worried. Um, but then again, I also definitely wasn't worried because person after person that approached me um, online and in person definitely was not shy. Uh, they, I mean, it was actually, it is actually quite strange to be approached, to be approached so often publicly. Uh, by random strangers uh, just wanting to talk to me about the whole scenario and the case and everything revolving around it. Uh, I mean, from all these scenarios just being approached by people, there was not one instance where I got a, a strange look. Um, no one was ever wary of me. So I never actually had a reason to worry, but I still had these thoughts lingering in my mind. I mean, technically, here I was the former best friend of a serial killer, and I knew the majority of her group. So, I'm sure you can understand the thoughts that, or the reason why these thoughts were running through my mind. Now, I know that with the people that don't know me, there would technically be two groups. One group being the people who have followed the case quite closely, Um, which are the people who are aware of my testimony in the High Court, um, they would at least, at the very least, know that I was there to speak up for justice despite having put my life on the line. And even in court with uh, the people that were there to watch everything, uh, I was actually overwhelmed at literally being surrounded in the center of a group of people, constantly asking me questions and all sorts. It was overwhelming, really, it was. But these people were definitely not wary of me. They were so supportive. It was amazing. But then you get the second group of people who are still somewhat new to the whole story and who aren't really knowledgeable about my testimony on the stand. And probably also people who are far more wary in general, I guess you could say. Uh, so I think for this last group, my thoughts would be more applicable, or at least my worries, um, concerns. You know, what would these people think of me? Would they be wary of me? Would they assume uh, countless in uh, disastrous things about me? I mean, I you know, was, (laughs) I knew this group that did all these devastating things. Uh, Would they wonder to what extent, and I I know there are people that do wonder to what extent that I was aware of these crimes and was even involved in all of these crimes. Uh, To answer those two questions very quickly, I definitely was not involved in any of the crimes and I was not aware of any of those crimes, except for when I had seen Cecilia with drugs. But at that point, I knew she was just taking drugs. It took the years afterwards and the investigation for me to finally put all the puzzle pieces together. So, no, I was not involved, and no, I was not fully aware. All I knew was, or all I thought I knew was, rather is that my best friend was, uh, she, her life was at risk on a daily basis, trying to survive her health, trying to survive occult attacks. And there was a group of people who were technically just a group of friends who were trying to help her and look after her. This was the scenario, in all honesty, that's what everybody was brought into with, the full solid belief, right in the beginning at the very least. I mean, I know as time panned out, uh, after I had left, things started to change where Marinda and her kids became involved in incredibly devastating things, and also other people joined Cecilia's group. But I suppose going back to the topic at hand, uh, who am I? Basically, if you take away this whole scenario, if I had have never met Cecilia Stain and any of those people in her group, uh, I'm just a normal person. I am... There is, absolutely, there is absolutely nothing to be wary about. I'm just a normal person who wanted to help best friend but who was hopelessly and completely fooled at the same time which is an extremely um, devastating part of my life to be honest Um, it had a huge impact but I was just a person who cared too much who loved too much who just wanted to help so much to help someone who I thought was my best friend, who I thought was this certain type of person who portrayed themselves to be almost saint-like. You could even say, even like Mother Teresa, it was actually that extreme. And even to the extent of being a martyr, trying to escape from the occult so that she could... uh, live a life serving God, but was in reality to the extreme opposite. I was hopelessly fooled. I mean, at the end of my time on the stand in the high court, the last thing the head prosecutor said to me was, do you deem yourself as gullible? And in that moment, I actually, it hit me hard. Um, harder than other times I suppose you could say because now in high court on the stand face to face with the head prosecutor cameras right around me uh, reporters right around me investigators advocates and the rest of the people in the courtroom with everyone watching and also knowing that the world will the world will be technically watching as well that is quite a a pressurized moment not that i had anything to hide but it was a crashing down of reality to admit it not actually to the world but to myself that yes i was extremely and exceptionally gullible through the whole thing but at the same time when i look back to the whole scenario when i was still best friends with cecilia stain I honestly, and I've thought about this countless times since I had left her, and I'd also spoken to other people who had known her, there was not even a count of a handful of people who did not wholeheartedly believe Cecilia's story, who did not wholeheartedly believe the type of person Cecilia was portraying herself to be, as this saint-like martyr. So... Yes, I am gullible, we all were, and at the same time, (laughs) she was just that masterful. I don't think, and I know I've said this before, no one would actually be able to understand the extreme manipulation that Cecilia was capable of, unless you were actually in that scenario. As time went on, there were people that eventually saw the truth and left. And then they immediately went into hiding. And they were outed, one after the other. I don't know how many of those people are actually still alive. Bearing in mind, I also didn't know every single person that had met Cecilia. But all I did know, even while I was friends with Cecilia, is that there, As soon as there was a falling out with Cecilia, as soon as people started seeing this truth, which I was never actually made aware of, but I knew something was going on, these people would exit in a very dramatic way. Now, I didn't know at that time point that these people were being killed and attacked, but I just knew that these people seemed to disappear off the planet. They would go into extreme hiding. Um, it honestly did confuse me within the first month of, Ceci- of knowing Cecilia. And then, as time passed on, it, I very rarely saw anyone else ever leave. Or, basically and technically, there was very rarely anybody else that ever saw the truth through Cecilia's lies. But eventually, yes, people did, um, at least after I had left people started to see the truth. But I also know that even up until Cecilia was arrested, a lot of those people were were still wholeheartedly believing her lies. Um, And these people were pastors, these people were doctors, these people were lawyers, these people were in all sorts of categories. I mean, you would think that lawyers you know, would be, and they are, they're highly intelligent people, that they definitely are. But now can you imagine lawyers being completely fooled, lawyers still wholeheartedly believing Cecilia's lies, even up until the time she was arrested. That's how masterful she was. And then to even take it a step forward, uh, Miranda Stane herself, as far as i know she is the only person who still wholeheartedly believes cecilia's lies there are some incredibly critical lies that cecilia uh, fooled Miranda with that would ultimately break her and i honestly believe that exposing these lies would break the connection or the tie or the the loyalty Mirinda has towards cecilia if she actually knew the truth and yes during investigation and even while the trial proceeded i kept pushing to be able to get this truth through to Mirinda, at least on one vital topic literally the main the main top lie if you want to put it that way that held Mirinda Completely and undyingly loyal to Cecilia in every way. Uh, But unfortunately, and I do not know why, I never managed to actually find an avenue in order to reach out to her. I mean, in my audio for reaching out to Marcel, it took up until the very last month when the head prosecutor was about to do his sentencing when Marcel finally received the letter that I had written. Funny enough, or sadly enough, should I say, I had written the exact same letter to Miranda as well. Uh, Marcel's letter spoke about countless things, including the lies to her mother, and the exact same letter would have been sent to Miranda, But for some reason... And honestly, like I said, I don't know what reason. Marinda was never able to actually get this letter. But up until that point in the trial, Marinda had already confessed. So my own personal belief is that it honestly didn't matter to maybe the advocates or maybe the investigators. I don't know. who. Um, it didn't matter to them whether she actually knew the truth of these lies or not because she had already confessed I still believe though that despite what Miranda does or did she does but she does honestly deserve to know what she was fooled with the lies that she was fed and the truth of it and yes she does deserve to uh, spend numerous lifetimes in jail but at the end of it I do honestly believe she does deserve to know the truth. Unfortunately, I don't think um, that's ever possible, and perhaps Marinda is just too far past that point of no return, I guess. But this is why, yes, to the world we look very gullible. Yes, we were. But Cecilia was also just that masterful. And as time goes on, I will talk about different ways and different insights um, in explaining how she did all these things, which I know has helped a lot of people understand and realize just exactly why we were so completely fooled by her. But now going back to the topic at hand, talking about the person I am, I think possibly by now you'll realize that when I give an answer to a question or at least to a topic, I give full-rounded answers because I d- I always believe that people need to know the full story of even the tiniest of things so that people have the full understanding of what happened and why it happened, even like I said, even if it's over the simplest of things. Um, I do this even when it's about a silly or funny scenario. Uh, I think I do that also because then people will be able to find the humor on how everything finally became funny, if you want to call it that, or relate it or relay it like that. And I think especially in trying to talk about myself as a person, especially when not given a specific topic to talk about with regards to who I am my mind will wander all over the place because I honestly do not know exactly what people want to know about me so for all I know I might uh, might touch on this topic a few times as comments come through and messages come through from people but like I said just now I am just a normal person who loved too much, who cared too much, and wanted to help too much, and was so completely fooled through one of the worst things that ever happened in South Africa. And yes, that has definitely impacted my life to far greater extents and depths than possibly what I even realize. Um, But... I am still just a person at the end of the day, and in talking about all these things, and even in reading comments and having discussions with people, it is exceptionally hard for me. Um, Not because it hits me personally, uh, in, in some ways. I mean, my heart completely shatters for the victim's families and their friends. Uh, There is, I can't explain uh, how that makes me feel and even the regret that I feel. I mean, if I had have known what was going on all those years back, the thoughts run through my mind that maybe, you know, this could have all possibly ended sooner and these people wouldn't have suffered. But I know that's not possible because things hadn't transpired enough for Cecilia and her group to be captured, for there to be enough evidence. But yet I still carry that regret, because I desperately wish I could have saved those victims, at least in some way or other. And I know there's a lot of people that have sent through so many encouraging messages and reasons why I should keep going with my book and the audios in talking about all of this and there's the, the list of reasons is actually expanding but I I know I've mentioned this quite a few times through the through the audios. I want to give voices to the victims because even though giving them a voice and doing what I'm doing In all honesty, I know it doesn't help. And in the broad spectrum, it does feel meaningless in trying to speak up for them in some way. I I don't know what else to do because I already feel helpless, completely helpless with regards to the victims. And I honestly hate that because I desperately wish that I could undo it somehow. I'm always trying to undo damage in some way or other. Um, even when it's caused by other people, even when it's irreversible, that's just the type of person I am. And then also in relating the audios, it's, I'm trying to warn the public that the story isn't over. There are still hitmen out there that might still be, uh, doing Cecilia's biddings. I'm not 100% sure, but I would definitely not be surprised. And then, also, as I've mentioned a few times, the story is still far from over. I mean, there's still part two that has started and possibly a part three that's going to carry on after that. The public needs to know, because the public needs to be on the lookout for their own safety and for the safety of their loved ones. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you, you don't know who you meet, you don't know what those people are actually capable of. I know one person I'd spoken to talked about the fact that you can't stereotype um, criminals and murderers. I mean, Cecilia definitely did not fit the stereotype category she portrayed herself to be saint-like, a martyr, someone who could do no wrong, someone who was constantly dying, someone who was constantly giving uh, to the less fortunate, someone who was constantly caring and going out of her way. You're talking about to the extreme of appearing like Mother Teresa. But yet, what was she actually doing behind the scenes? And even to the point one person made... Uh, a comment about uh, metal music uh, with regards to murderers and this whole scenario. You know that in all the time I had known Cecilia, Cecilia had not played metal music or even talked about it. She actually liked classical music and opera type music, which definitely does not fit your stereotype and then it would range to pop rock and so on. So when you want to stereotype people, you can't. Not always. And in this scenario, definitely not. So I want to warn people to just be aware, to be alert, to be on your guard because you never know who, who is capable of what especially since this is still going on, and who knows what uh, might still happen. I don't even want to think about it, but yet I can't help it. And I get a lump in my throat every time it crosses my mind. But now again, going back to the topic at hand. As you can see, I will start with one main topic and then it ends in a mind map um, with various branches for everything. But I suppose uh, all I just keep wanting to say is I am merely just a person. Uh, There is absolutely nothing to be wary about. If you had taken this entire scenario away from my life, there is nothing. um, There is absolutely nothing to be wary about. I think up until now I had only heard one or two comments of people who were a bit nervous in wanting to talk to me. As for the rest, definitely not. Um, They jumped straight in to conversation um, without any hesitation. Um, But even in person, nobody's ever been hesitant. So maybe this thought alone is just a ridiculous thought that hounds my mind, but... As for the one or two comments of being wary uh, or nervous at the very least, you know, there are possibly people out there. I mean, in the broad spectrum, you never know who is up to what at the end of the day and who was involved to what degree in anything. But to... In talking about the person that I am without a topic specifically, um, I also don't want to say too much because there's a vast majority of things I prefer not to talk about in general and also publicly. And also I do believe in privacy, but I also want to help people understand that I am honestly just I am honestly just a survivor trying to be an overcomer of this scenario and a lot of other scenarios that have happened in my life. Trying to face them head on, trying to work through them to overcome them and to turn whatever bad has happened into something good. And with this scenario specifically, the only good that I actually hope to achieve is, at the very least, even though I can't uh, reverse what happened to the victims or ease the pain of their families and their friends, at the very least, I hope that I can preserve uh, uh, further deaths, future devastation from this group and other things that are associated with this group. I've always been the type of person who wanted to help wherever I can. I've always given without any strings or conditions attached. Well, for everybody that has ever known me, they can all definitely confirm this of me. Um, I know it confuses even the people that are in my life. It, conf- it confuses my own family, because I've always been this way. And I always, I give, and I solidly believe in giving without expecting in return. and if i look back at what happened with cecilia i always gave without expecting and if i ever had to try come up with an expectation uh, that i had from giving to her the only expectation was that my friend would not die that was it and that was i would think and i do think the main thing that cecilia held over my head Uh, for the vast majority of the time that I knew her. Uh, Every time she needed money, it always ended with, otherwise I will die. Um, She knew that I always want to try and help and save people, however and wherever I can. And yes, through this devastating scenario, I've had to learn who... Is actually truthful about needing help and who is not. It was a very, very long and tedious and very hard thing to learn. I know I've also been a very reserved person most of my life and I think that after the scenario I became even more reserved for various reasons, but I'm sure you can imagine why. I think it just ultimately boils down to not completely still being sure of who I should let into my life or not, especially after all of this. I mean, I've learned to listen to my gut instinct a lot more since the scenario and from the scenario I talk about in my book Leviathan Walks. I had to desperately start learning to my gut instinct because, I mean, when I met Cecilia, my gut told me, my gut actually screamed at me, run. And I thought I was judging Cecilia because of everything I had heard about her up until that point, but my gut was right. And every single time I have not listened to my gut when it said, run, it's ended in similar scenarios. Well, not, quite as not nearly as bad as this one but I had to learn to listen at the very least because it always impacted my life in extreme ways and at the same time I'm still waging a war in my mind with listening to my guts not knowing also who is actually safe and not at the same time I think there was just a lot of there was just a huge impact on my life, and it's left me honestly very scared, very scared of people in general. So I'm extremely reserved. And, but at the same time, I'm an exceptionally friendly person. People always say they find it very easy to get along with me uh, from the start um, of meeting me or even talking to me online. I'm by no means rude, Um, I've never actually been rude, I just, it's just something that's not built into me, but I'm actually lost, I don't know where to or what to say um, in talking about me, but I'm a very down-to-earth person, I love to laugh, I make a lot of jokes, I'm a very intensely deep person, where my mind definitely does not stick to thinking inside of a box. Um, I mean, I will go as far as saying I've even often wondered and thought quite a bit about what it would be like to go through the black hole in space, and if I would actually personally see what is at the other end, or at least what's inside, (laughs) um... I can be very random that much I know, but I know people find me very amusing and interesting. I still don't know why. Uh, I'm just me at the end of the day. i I don't actually think there is anything particularly special or unique about me, but a lot of people will argue that topic with me. So... I don't know, for me, recording this audio feels pointless, especially for what I've said up to now, with trying to describe who I am as a person, but I do hope, at least to some degree, it it has helped.